it's MC Devi here. You are listening to the Beat Beat Podcast, exposing the truth as we see it. This is a podcast where son, a mother of one, and a grandmother of three open up each other's eyes to the matrix. Look at the modern day world from the perspective of three different generations. Follow, laugh, and brilliantly analyze the tragic comedy we know as the human experience. Music you are listening to is by my late and great grandfather Sadun El Beati. May he rest in peace. Yo, 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 I'm your host, Devin AC Dada, also known as MC Devi. What? What? And I'm joined by the Reverend Summer Elbe Addy and the matriarch, uh, Barbara Elbe Addy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our topic today is God and consumerism. Ooh. Deep. It's very deep. Very deep. Very scary. I don't even know what that means. Mm. What does that mean? What is God in the context of this episode? Let the reverend answer that one. Mm. Well, God, um, the concept of God is found in many different cultures uh, in many different ways. But some theologians refer to God as... um, spirit universe the ultimate reality the divine some see it as feminine as goddess so um those are just some of the ways that god is described and nature is god omnipotent in this omnipotent yeah um well it depends on uh different peoples and their different way of seeing god um some may see god as the divine within um some may see it as the buddha nature right others may see god as omnipotent and all-knowing omniscient right and outside ourselves others may see god as Uh, experienced in nature like you said Mm -hmm. so god has many many uh, forms across cultures across religions and so when we speak of god uh, that is for every listener to sort of reflect upon as we speak okay as we discuss well for me in this episode it would probably have to be god would be in the context of nature Mm -hmm. because i think when we're talking about consumerism it it often is at the detriment to the natural world Mm. when we're producing all this waste so for me in this episode god would have to be the mystical light or the animistic view of god so with that said what is God in consumerism? What does it mean? Well, well we're looking at each other. <laughs> well, when we first came up with this concept, I wanted to call it God in consumerism. Yeah, God. In, did I not say that? God in consumerism. Mm, okay. Well, I thought you said God and consumerism. Oh, my bad. That was my idea. Your <laughs> idea. You didn't like God in consumerism. Why didn't you like God I'm in not sure that versus I really God and? Understand it, uh, because that implies that consuming um, is something that God might like. Mm. So when I had thought of God in consumerism, it was um, looking at the way people find God or the um, ultimate reality, the divine spirit, the universe, what have you, nature, um, in consumption, right? This act of consumption. And you could look at the act of consumption um, in the form of 
shopping in the form of waste in the form of gluttonous behaviors right um so there's different ways to look at consumerism i think and um when you know for some the experience of god is experience of love right so they may just refer to god as love and so when you look at god people searching for god searching for that feeling of um, happiness of nirvana of elation that they might feel when they are um, connected to a divine presence then when they're searching for that in consumerism then and and trying to emulate those same feelings that's um, where it might be a problem mm. so God is supplemented in consumerism, in consuming, in getting your next dopamine shot mm-hmm. of purchasing something, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a part of it. That um, uh, there are many clergy that I've spoken with that believe that the fact that uh, we've become such a consumeristic society. Uh, means that people are not searching for God, the divine. Um, they're not searching for that in other ways, in other forms. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they reach ecstasis through shopping, for example. Right. Is that what you're implying? Right. That is, that is one, yeah, one way oh. of looking at it. And then Devin alluded to the fact that that is creating problems for the environment, for nature, right? Because you have people consuming so much. And what we find is that now that's created this movement, the zero waste movement, uh, the minimalist movement as well, where people are rejecting consumerism and saying hey enough is enough our landfills are filled to the brim um we have mm-hmm. too much plastic in the environment it doesn't break down for you know a hundred thousand years or what have you right so um so we've got the you know reuse reduce recycle movement but it's taking it now to the extreme in which there are are many people who are now looking at let's let's minimize what we have let's stop consuming let's reuse taking our containers to a restaurant for instance and packaging it ourselves versus using styrofoam Mm -hmm containers or what have you so um you're seeing a lot more of this uh, this zero waste lifestyle being um implemented mm -hmm, implemented and um promoted Uh, you can find so much on it like just youtube videos easily so well look at (laughs) They say that there are far too many fabrics in landfills mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. used clothing. Right. Uh, and we've tried to pawn off used clothing from this country on uh, certain other nations who mm-hmm. don't want our stuff anymore. And uh, it, uh, you know, we like to look nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But the fabrics and styles need to be better in order for us to not have to continually replace our clothing uh, and uh, end up dumping stuff in landfills. I mean, even towels that we use uh, in the bathroom, I mean, those things don't last very long anymore, no matter how nice they look. Mm-hmm. They don't really last very yeah. long. And We've so gone through a huge radical change for from 100 years ago 1920s right that's when this small um consumerist era started happening right 
I believe that's because I believe that's when advertising, the beginning of advertising and uh, encouraging people to buy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and now we have, you know, uh, fast fashion. We have stores and um, uh, brands that are geared towards purchase this for a little while, get rid of it, get the next piece of clothing, the next item, and shop, shop, shop all the time. Shop via till the you internet. drop. That's right. Via the internet, in the malls. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... Free one-day shipping, baby. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. So, and then what is all the packaging surrounding all of that the um you know all the fuel that is being used to ship things it's just um it's becoming our obsession or mm -hmm. has become our obsession and so how do we find um the true meaning of god divine spirit universe love ultimate reality if we are constantly being um, uh, falling, I guess, into the trap, the into the trap, yes, um, being seduced by uh -huh. shopping well, and purchasing Devin more. Devin will remember this, but you will remember <clears throat> after 9 11, mm -hmm. our then president, uh, the second President Bush. Advise us not to be afraid, but to continue shopping. Continue shopping. Mm -hmm. that, will... that was a huge message. Mm. Uh, and since President Bush thought that God had told him what to do um, in um, rescuing the Iraqis mm -hmm. from Saddam Hussein, uh, his comforting words of shopping would appear to be directly related to God's vision, perhaps. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Right, well, uh, there, in ancient times, and probably in the present as well, there are many um, who are in power that believe that God put them there, and that somehow they're closer to God than the rest of us because of that. So kings and queens used to... Um, claim that and people Be divinely ordained yeah yeah mm -hmm. and people people bought it so why not presidents of the united states as well claiming uh, that uh, okay so you're saying bush told everybody to shop yes. so is shopping uh, a mechanism used to maybe keep society in a drone-like state mm. like robot workers right that's it, a good point like brave new world right yes great book mm -hmm. it's continued it's <laughs> very soothing in some respects to shopping. shop yes i makes love you shopping feel good yeah. i love it yeah it makes Something you feel new. good right yeah mm-hmm it feels good. You're like, ooh, that new shirt, that new lipstick. Mm, I look good. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Exactly. Um, and yet, what we're finding is um, most clergy would tell you that a lot of people are not showing up to various services, whatever they may be, across religions, right? Um, that uh, people would rather shop, go shopping at that time, or you know, if they meet on the weekends or what have you, or they mm. might, they might uh, want to go out to restaurants instead, go to the movies, do anything but um, spend time with however they look at the spirituality. meaning of spirituality right, okay spirituality. so you just touched on a point consumerism is just not shopping mm -hmm. it's watching movies going to restaurants yes. spending that green piece of paper that you struggled your whole month to get yes and that you'll continue struggling if you don't save it up right exactly which brings me to the point that we have a crisis in um 
in this country, in our culture, right? In that uh, people are having a difficult time with budgeting, right? Mm -hmm. And um, they're spending too much. And as you alluded to, not saving as much, right? And so um, they're having to look to uh, if they attend some sort of, um, you know, spiritual group, they're having to look to that spiritual group for guidance on how to budget, how to save, how to stop with all of this consumerism, right? Mm -hmm. So in effect, we are having the uh, various religions are having to figure out ways to help people who are in despair because they now find themselves heavily in debt because they have they participated in consumerism exactly exactly so that's why i like god in consumerism versus god and consumerism oh, well that answers that question mm -hmm. um there's a very interesting uh i was listening to a podcast uh, which Graham Hancock uh, was on. He's a archaeologist, very famous in the archaeologist world. And I think he's part of the caucus that believes there was an ancient civilization much more advanced than us mm. before us, which would make a lot of sense with the Sumerian tablets articulating the whole entire solar system and all this evidence of advanced agriculture in the Amazon with the terracotta fertile, right? I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but his idea is that this ancient civilization was more spiritual and they were more in tune with the world. They were more psychedelic, hippie, you know, kind <laughs> of... Ancient hippies. Ancient hippies. <laughs> and I thought that was very interesting. And it seems as though humanity is wanting that now mm. and did that ancient civilization have to go what we went through now to get there or what we're what we're going through now right so i'm wondering if this is a repeat mm. and we just haven't learned our lessons mm -hmm. but i also find that very an interesting point in the conversation of was there an ancient civilization before us that before that the Sumerians, for example, before the Sumerians, um, all across the world, though, like it, there was this there's this idea that there was ancient civilizations more advanced than us before mm. us. Then there was some great natural disaster like the Great Flood, which isn't just talked about in biblical texts; it's talked about all over the world right in all ancient civilizations mm -hmm. and so i don't know where i was going where where was where was i well i think you were wondering if though there were more ancient civilizations that went through something mm -hmm. like that we're like going what we're through, going through right this this spirituality then you know feeling more spiritually connected whatever that means right then getting into more of a consumeristic mindset and then returning back to the spirituality. The spiritual. mm -hmm. um, so it's an interesting idea. I know when you look at the Native American culture, they did not want to advance because they could foresee that their culture would be destroyed if they did advance. What do you mean by advance? advance in terms of the western mm. western idea construct, yeah. construct mm. of advancement because mm. they were advanced spiritually right and to them that was purpose that was meaning that was um fulfillment right um so it's kind of ironic that um now we're not fulfilled as a society mm -hmm. and they were filled hundreds of years ago right interesting 
I was reading an article, but I didn't finish it okay. a couple of days ago on debt in um, ancient Samaria uh-huh. and uh, how the government would periodically wipe out all the debt. They would wipe it out. Yeah. Because it was the government in control of everything rather than private banks, for example. So the Western model is very different. The modern Western model is very different. Um, I think the article indicated, I believe, is it by Ellen Brown? Uh, she's a famous author on debt and uh and economics so um i'll have to look it up i'm sorry i don't have that recall uh exactly but um the chinese also the chinese government is in control of the debt so they're mm -hmm. perfectly capable of uh wiping out debt uh creating money getting their people through things and our model is very privatized uh -huh. um, and has not been working so well. I mean, we even had debtors' prisons. Yeah. And I think people fear that they will come back. The, the debtors' prisons were sometimes referred to as the poorhouse. Mm -hmm. And uh, people were banished to, to the poorhouse to live. And um, that's... <laughs> <laughs> really not a very good model. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's very scary. Keeps it's people very scared. scary because when you have privatized banks and banking, um, they encourage people to go into debt, which is, you know, why so many of us are in such a mess. Yep. Well, it keeps you efficient, doesn't it? Keeps you on your toes, right? You're in debt. You don't get to smoke weed on the couch. You right. gotta keep working. You have to keep, keep working, working for the man. Enslaved yeah. by debt. Yeah. It's indentured servitude. Right. This is true. And and I think that's why you see so many um younger people who are looking at this idea of debt and saying no to debt and trying to retire by the age of, I don't know, 35. Um, they're choosing lifestyles in which they are um, traveling the world and, and participating in the gig economy, right? They're participating by having this job and this job and this job that they can take with them and then experiencing the world and enjoying life and not being in debt and not having... A mortgage and a car and, and and probably no health insurance. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, screw it. Yeah. Who needs health insurance? Right. Well, people in do this country eventually. apparently we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how does consumerism, uh, in essence, rip us away? from our divine feminine mm. in this case it would be my divine masculine which i could answer after maybe if you want to answer this so how does it rip rip us away from our divine feminine and masculine traits hmm. i feel like we've answered it a little by putting keeping us in a drone state But focusing on the feminine, that's interesting. That's an interesting uh, way of looking at it. Um, the when I think of the divine feminine, right, I think of the goddess. I think of nature. I think of being connected to nature. And then I think of things like um, if we're taking consumerism and all that we are creating in the environment that is hurting the environment or mother nature or gaia right then i think in terms of ecofeminism right 
ecofeminism being um, dealing with ecology and feminism and looking at the earth as the womb so to speak right the earth is is the mother the earth is um, who gives us life and can take away life via earthquakes hurricanes isn't there a hurricane now off of uh, the east coast the bahamas the bahamas, the bahamas right, right, now. right now right um rainforest right floods right torrential rains um tornadoes fires and fires yeah here in california fires yeah and earthquakes and so I look at every time we are hurting Mother Nature, hurting our Earth, ecofeminism connects it to the idea of that is the feminine. And when we're hurting it, like, you know, hurting it with missiles and bombs and, and, um, and, uh, and all this horrible air that we're uh, creating, right? Um, the carb, the carbon emissions, emissions, right, um, uh, in the air, we are hurting the feminine, and that, in fact, is because of misogynistic views, right? So mm. hatred towards women, hatred towards the feminine, and so that's what I think of when you ask that question. I go directly to ecofeminism, and what does that mean? Okay. I guess what I think of relating to masculine is that consumerism um, sort of breaks down uh, male and the female in some ways. And what I mean by that is we no longer as men have to go out and hunt for our food mm. we don't have to go out and what What are some manly things we don't have to go fish you know mm. what i mean right right in the past you we don't have to, to fight hunters to go out yeah and we're get the, the warriors food. and that what consumerism Collect. does yeah. is it says we do, we provide for you now mm. the corporations provide for you right you don't need to be a man anymore and yeah. that hurts us because as men that's how we exercise our masculinity you know Mm -hmm. we do sports and we throw spears and we we're comics we make fun of shit so you're gonna consume uh lots of food and Mm -hmm. have beer bellies yeah consume a lot of beer We're, we're too we consume television how we exercise our masculine is from mm-hmm. a hungry stomach but when our stomach is always full mm-hmm. how can we exercise our masculine how can we fight with our friends how can we engage in arguments and politics and right. all this stuff that makes a man a man mm-hmm. a rational male when everything is handed to us on a silver and even golden platter at times mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we're born with a silver spoon how can we That's exercise a good point. that? That's a good point. You know, um, I was watching um, University of California television. They have a TV station. And um, it was featuring some um, professors who did some research into people's homes and why they had so much. So they've consumed so much and it's all over their home and in the garage and uh and just uh, bursting at the seams right with stuff stuff and they brought up that idea of that we um way back when were hunters and gatherers right and the more things you had kept your clan right your tribe right safe and mm-hmm. protected and so it's almost like we're protecting ourselves by having so much because it tells us when we look around wow you're wealthy i'm safe you're i'm wealthy safe. i'm secure and uh, that's not necessarily true because most people are uh two paychecks away from being homeless yes 
And that's an interesting point you bring up because the Spartans would argue otherwise from that. They would argue that um, feeling safe is within your friends and your family and the warriors that fight beside you. So I think that's a very interesting point. A Stoic's view on that would be more minimalistic and possibly same with uh, a Buddhist view, such as a Zen Buddhist like a samurai, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I think is very interesting. The polarizations in cultures, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. An interesting thing to think about. Yeah. You've been quiet over there. I've been quiet over there. Uh, (laughs) The feminine, from my point of view, is the ability to give birth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Or the desire to give birth. Um, And the fact that um, we are becoming, again, increasingly under the control of the males in our societies uh, worldwide. It seems to be getting worse for women all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, if a woman doesn't have a right to her own body, then maybe she needs to go out shopping to (laughs) to, uh, be happy. To feel better. To feel like she's somebody. Uh-huh. Right. So and shopping is not masculine and not feminine, which I think is very interesting. It is a neutral gender mm-hmm. thing to do. So when you're shopping, you're not feeling hindered by uh, masculine powers, right? Mm, mm, probably. That's a good point. Yeah. Now here's something Unless else. The masculine power is saying don't spend lots of money. Don't spend lots of money. True. Right. True. Now, here's something else. Um, Does consumerism, in fact, uh, promote misogyny? Because, again, using the Spartans as an example, there was female Spartan warriors beside the men. And they were, you know the warriors Mm -hmm. because they were warriors warriors is you're a warrior if you're a warrior right so again with my question does consumerism um promote misogyny well i think if you look at the fashion industry you can definitely say that that uh it does promote misogyny because you have people dictating what women should wear and what is considered attractive Mm -hmm. um and what we see that can be attractive or considered attractive would be high heels right high heels are not fun to wear they don't feel good they hurt they hurt people's feet um a lot of people will say oh no this is great i love it but you know if you're flat-footed like i am it's not so fun um but uh heels and and we fall you know in that trap as well because oh when we want to feel dressed up we wear heels you know i wear heels heels, right Mm -hmm. so um and and so i think in that way it can be because it's focusing on a woman's looks right um i was talking to some people uh, male and female um uh and they, um, it was interesting. It was interesting that we had that sort of discussion of the fact that um, when you go to work, for instance, right, a man can wear the same things over and over again, right? And you wouldn't even notice if he was mm-hmm. wearing, you know, if everything was pretty neutral, right? You wouldn't notice yeah. if he was wearing. The same the pants same, and the same, same shirt, tie. right? Yeah. Um, and uh, tie, maybe you might notice because that has different oh, colors and everything and designs. I'm wearing a pink tie today. Right, right. But but with um, with women and, you know, and I recognize that we are we are looking at that sort of the, the dual, the the male 
female, so I'm I'm just speaking in terms of that, right? Those social constructs. Um, that it, it's interesting because the the female or the woman has to constantly be concerned about what she's wearing and making sure did I wear that outfit the other day? Mm -hmm. I can't wear that outfit again because others will notice and maybe that's you know maybe males won't notice but females will notice what other females wear so we keep each other right um uh, in check yeah. on behalf of the men on behalf of, of a misogynistic culture right we keep each other in check make sure that you are not wearing the same thing Mm. two days in a row or three days in a row because if you do somebody might be thinking oh did you stay up oh where did you spend the night if you were wearing the same outfit you wore yesterday mm. huh right hmm why uh -oh. did you have to did you stay up all night what were you doing partying were you with some guy what's going on right uh -oh. none of so, your business right exactly but that is that is the way our culture is right uh -huh. so yeah that is a sort of a misogynistic agenda Mm, interesting mm -hmm. interesting see i can have interesting conversations with others too to me wow <laughs> to me that's very just unmanly a man is concerned about himself and other men so um i guess we're still on that topic of does it promote misogyny and yes it does in that context but does it promote misogyny in men for men to be misogynistic, you know, men are walking around the shopping mall and they see bikini mannequins and mm -hmm. mannequins in short shorts. And mm -hmm. soon the shorts shorts will be even shorter as they've gotten shorter yeah, and shorter change. and shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in that light, does it promote misogyny? I'd say yes. Mm -hmm. It's a propaganda tool, right? Probably, and that, well, I think that years ago, men didn't used to shop very much. Yeah. It was a woman's thing. It was a woman's thing. It's changed. Yeah, it's changed. It's changed in my lifetime. Um, starting when? I'm not even sure at this point. But it was not, you didn't see that many, well, we didn't have indoor malls. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You had That's to, a biggie. We had downtowns, and you had to go to various individual stores. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so you would see men at uh, auto supplies stores and or things like that. Or the gun shop. That. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or uh, at uh, fishing and tackle, right? <laughs> right, or building supplies. Yeah, that's where I'd be. Right. Hell yeah. It's a tool department. Tool department. Yeah. Where's my hammer? Well, well I, I once uh, took your uncle to um, Home Depot. Okay, we didn't have uh, big stores like Home Depot when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And he was in the tool department just checking everything out and looking. And there was a woman with a young child, and the child was crying. And one of the salespeople said to me, this isn't a toy store. Mm. And I said, uh, my son thinks it's a toy store. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, he was like 19 or 20. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and he was enjoying every minute mm -hmm. of our time there. So I wonder, because you did mention that... Uh, there were individual stores and then we got the department store and then the department store was also incorporating the men's department the tools right i think of sears right mm -hmm. doesn't sears have a tool department um and so how interesting to sort of incorporate men into this culture of shopping. consumerism yeah. and shopping so that they don't tell their wives right don't shop don't shop don't no shop. no no we don't have the, we can't afford it exactly um, and so you start to get them and then into it and then you've got the shopping malls well and, and with people paid cash food they, and they didn't have credit mm. cards in those days mm. they might have an account 
but um, I don't think everybody had Which them. was credit, yeah. in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate shopping. I've hated shopping since I was a kid. I and thought I you liked it. You no, just said you me. liked to shop. No, no, no. It dep- I like shopping online. Oh, but I'm oh, saying when I'm going in stores, yeah, it's all those bright it. lights and all the people, and um, I can't strut my stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, you know, I've always not liked that. You feel but uncomfortable. I've, yeah, even when I was a kid, and um, but I've c- been conditioned more and more into to shopping. With online shopping, not just with online shopping, but I, can, I I'm more used to it, you know, going in stores. But where when I was a kid, I just I couldn't handle it, and so I'm I'm wondering if you know when you're a child, the divine, masculine or feminine is hyperactive mm. to the point where when you're a kid you can't even tell between masculine and feminine feminine kids are asexual in that matter right right mm-hmm. so i'm wondering as i've grown up with the beating on me and the propaganda and the you know socialization socialization mm-hmm. has um has that light diminished a little bit you know mm-hmm. now i can handle it a little bit you know what i mean i can go in there and uh purchase my uh, i don't know spinach <laughs> you know yeah. spinach is good for you where's the guns on the walls oh i don't need to see a gun no <laughs> spear mm-hmm. there's a nice painting of grease over there Ooh. yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i do um well right i mean you're a product of this society and the society has been you know getting you uh excited about the newest iphone or oh iphone right? x exactly um or uh what else um the latest ear contraption for listening oh, headphones headphones <laughs> thank you <laughs> i was going to say earbuds but i I'm, but i'm looking at you and you've got headphones mm-hmm. on these so are I cheap i can't remember what they're called these are cheap headphones i'm just going to let everybody know okay that's good as I'm long just as letting they work. everybody know they're cheap they're really good i'm not going to advertise yeah don't advertise it's fine i'm not going to do that that would good. be kind of against podcast right i feel like cheap and good you bought them for the podcast though i did yeah because the earbuds right the ones that go inside your ear would not work for they would hurt yeah a that lot won't work yeah so um and you had to consume in order to I participate did. in the consumerist um, culture in order yep, to do this or use. or looking at the computer the latest computer mm-hmm. right the latest gadget gadgets are really really big right um mm-hmm. Um, in in consumerism, I mean, ooh, let's just and they not will even put you in debt, they right? Will. And and let's not even go there with Black Friday and oh, all God. the 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 um hype with That's regard to crazy. that. Crazy people die, right? Right? Yeah. In the name of God, we trust. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. That's Whoa. on our money exactly that's crazy well and and there was an uh you illuminati had, <laughs> you had um alluded to um the idea of of money right and governments other governments controlling or being able to wipe out debt and that we're more privatized and banks are the ones that are in control of how much money is circulated in this country. So I wonder if that was taken away from them. Um, then would that help us, right? Would the government then be able to help wipe out debt and um, and set people free to be closer to the divine energy, um, mm-hmm. to find meaning in life through other avenues? Um, instead of placating themselves with shopping, right? Um, or feeling good by going out and going to the store, right? And and seeing the neighborhood 
if you know if people make friends with the neighborhoods you know people in the store the cashiers and what have you right i know you talked about your mother my grandmother going out and having a good time going to the grocery store right mm-hmm. yeah she and she made friends everywhere she shopped mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. she went to the butcher shop she went to the grocery store she was always very friendly uh, the drugstore the pharmacists everyone knew her mm-hmm. and um she might go out three times a day mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. to do her little errands and uh, see people that was a big part of her social life right it's connecting with others yeah. right well it's like the trader joe's i used to go to in huntington beach um that was part of my social life there were women like me you know older women who went in there every single day there were mm-hmm. some of the business women in that shopping center who told me that they went to trader joe's every single day it was just part of being friendly and everyone knew everyone else it was nice mm-hmm. and and there's a store that has learned how to be different and how to um make sure to connect with the they customer engage in friendly right? conversation with you when they're exactly. well trained it's very interesting and they must recognize as a, a corporation um as a business right that that is a way to create repeat customers mm-hmm. right and then sometimes you go into other places not just stores restaurants where uh they don't train their people to really do great customer welcome. service and you don't feel welcome and you're like yeah. why do i want to come back here and they don't try to connect with you even if it's in a local area like you're off the beaten path in this shopping center off the beaten path like you are not in the main area yeah, so you're not you probably cool. have a certain clientele that lives in this in a certain radius don't you think you should connect with them just saying mm-hmm. right um but mm-hmm. i digress um the idea though is that that maybe your mother my grandmother was connecting with people and in that way connecting with others can be a way in which we describe god right or the Mm. divine right when you find connections with others that's why it's so important to um for many people to be connected in some sort of a group whether it be a a spiritual group or Mm -hmm. a gaming group or um showing classic car group or i I don't know dancing Yeah, people need a tribe because they need to feel connected, Mm -hmm. right? And they need to feel as though um, their lives um, are meaningful and matter to others. Um, And especially if you, you know, are alone, living alone or what have you, um, you may need that, Mm -hmm. right? Namaste. Mm -hmm. My divine light recognizes your divine light. Exactly, exactly. And that that divine light can then become one by this connection that we have. Mm -hmm. And this really, you know, in this culture, we look into people's eyes. Right. And to get to feel that sense of connection. And then if you have somebody who's not looking into your eyes, you can feel disconnected. At least I can. Um and that's been sort of my experience because I was reared in this culture. And I recognize that there are people from other cultures that don't experience that or maybe a matter of respect not to look into your eyes or what have you. But for me, that connection is felt by not just knowing that somebody's really listening to you or you're really listening to them, but that connection of looking into each other's mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah, it's um, It's interesting. And, you know, they they will say what the eyes are the window to the soul, to the soul or yeah. something like that right they have a sparkle to them mm-hmm. like you can tell somebody from their eyes you can tell how mm-hmm. disciplined they are you can tell how happy they are mm-hmm. you can tell their emotional state right or their spiritual state right as it were right there's another topic oh the eyes spirituality and emotions or something mm-hmm, like that something like that yeah mm-hmm. um so in essence mm-hmm. is consumerism an attack on nature 
in essence. Well, it's worked out that way, I think. Yeah. <laughs> because of the many landfills we have. Mm-hmm. When we- you go in the store, it's just, oh, I'm going to use this, but then there's going to be a bunch of cardboard that I'm going to throw yes. away. Yes, or plastic. Or plastic. Or jars, glass jars. Glass jars. Glass bottles, mm-hmm. which those are better than plastic, so, you know. Um, and no matter how much you reuse them, you can only have so many glass jars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, as you all know, because sometimes I'm like, ah, there's too many glass jars in this house. Um, but it's, I mean, I think it, it's not just um, the stores and the fact that there are many, many, many different items to choose from like how many peanut butters do we really need guys (laughs) i mean seriously you know like you look at the shelves in some stores and it's just like which one do i choose from right there's too many choices just pick all of them right but there's too damn it but there's too many choices right and that's too many yeah that's a problem because then you're inundated with too mm-hmm. much information, too many choices, and and then you end up buying maybe too much, which is probably what they're trying to get you to yeah. do. It's a marketing tactic, but yeah. um, but you know the thing is, we're also um manufacturing weapons at mm. an accelerated rate, and that is also hurting the earth. Right. And so we're consuming, right, the idea of having lots of weapons at our fingertips. And we've just had, what, two more shootings that have gone on in I Texas and Alabama, count, which is sad. You know, I mean, would this just happened, right? So, I mean, people are dying. And, you know, at some point, we're probably going to have to get into the whole idea of guns versus or you know having guns versus background checks versus you know some some sort of gun control versus mm-hmm. no control yeah. whatsoever listen and i'm a bow and arrow guy that's all i need <laughs> shoot you in the and leg arrow. and that's run right. that's right goodbye baby. <laughs> so um and that probably will not harm the environment so much will it so yeah yeah, I do think that this this god in consumerism is hurting nature tremendously. tremendously. I mean, all we have to do is look at climate change, mm. and there you go. There's your answer. Yeah, all you got to do is go in your local store and cry. Right. In the ice cream aisle. Mm. Many choices of ice cream, too. Many Man. choices. I, but I recommend this is the mint what chip. We call <laughs> this is what we call any, capitalism, and any right? brand mm-hmm. mint chip. <laughs> capitalism means many choices. Yeah, so, mm. that gets us into our next little question: Can capitalism exist without consumer consumerism? If not, then is consumerism justified? Can capitalism exist without consumerism? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I think the premise of capitalism is Is to to consume, consume, right? Right. Yeah. I mean... I'd say so. It's producing lots of things, and who's supposed to consume it? Okay, what does capitalism mean exactly? That's deep. What does capitalism mean, Barbara? <laughs> she's looking away. She's uh, like looking out the window, like, me. "Oh, don't look at that roses." <laughs> what the, the roses? And they're growing very tall. They're growing now. very tall, dangerously tall. Dangerously. Yes. We're those coffee. We're plant people. We're plant people. Reusing. Yeah. My mm-hmm. uncle has a whole agricultural backyard. It's a jungle out there. <laughs> it's awesome. a jungle out there. Yes, yeah. it is. But. Yeah. What is capitalism, Devin? What is capitalism, Barbara? It's a free market society. You're the one with three master's degrees. Let's look at her. I don't have a master's degree in a degree in economics. That's however. okay. True. But did I just say something? I think, I think what you said was very intelligent. Let's go with free here. market. Free yeah. market. Free market society. And so you've got market in there. What do you have to market? Right. Somebody's got to consume what you're selling. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I'll do it. 
I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. No, sorry. <sighs> Language. <laughs> anyway, um, I. Oh, what were we gonna say? No, I, I am not. I'm, I'm thinking. You're thinking. So, I mean, I think the our whole economy is based on consumption and based on capitalism and that's what people talk about and that's how people um defend this uh right to um hurt nature uh-huh. hurt the earth because well we're capitalists we're capitalists. that's what we that's what we do and the problem is that what they what what we'll find is um uh, economists might say okay in order to make the economy better we need people to go out and shop that's what we need to do and that stimulates the economy so clearly what are you shopping for you're not shopping for air you're not shopping for something you may be buying a house mm-hmm. right or a car exactly so you're you need to do that in order to stimulate the economy. That's why George W. said go out and shop because he wanted to stimulate the economy and tell people not to be afraid of, you know, any bad people coming to this country and hurting us because we're safe to shop. Well, it's the issue too of everything being privatized mm-hmm. or as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Now we pay taxes, right? I don't. Well, yeah. well, you will. You will. I will. You will. Yeah. <laughs> very soon. And I really don't want soon to, as you, actually. Yeah, well, if you I get a job. I know where soon. that money goes. If you get a job, you're going to have to well, pay taxes. The whole point, I know where though, it goes. that I'm trying to make is mm-hmm. we pay taxes. Right. And we have very little say over how our taxes are spent by mm-hmm. the governments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Well, they will say, but hang on a second, Barbara. It's a democracy, and you go and you vote for this and that and the other. Mm-hmm. And we still are not getting any say over how our taxes are spent, mm-hmm. how they're used. Yes. Um, people talk about Eisenhower socialism. Under Eisenhower, we were still a capitalist economy. Mm-hmm. But the taxes were such that they were being used on... Well, building the I-40, for example, came out of that era. It was Mm. slightly post-dated Eisenhower because, let's see, we moved to California in 1966 from Chicago, Mm -hmm. and we came out on Route 66, '66. which was then replaced by the I-40 after that period. Mm -hmm. But the um the point of building <laughs> building things for people to use for the good of society uh that that pretty much came out of that era and and even before so um now almost all our taxes go to uh military they go to weaponry they we're mm-hmm. the we're troops. not getting enough we have Social Security and Medicare, but they keep wanting to take those away from us. Right. So when do we get to say how our taxes are spent? Why do we have to pay taxes? Right. Mm-hmm. And then we're not taking care of, you know, we put it towards the military, but then what about all these people that come back? And right. they have post-traumatic stress disorder, post-traumatic PTSD, right? They're, They're going the to the VA. Homeless. They're living, yeah, homeless. They, I mean, it's horrible what we do to those We've that have served that. our country. We have always you done know? Yeah. I mean, my God. It's it's sickening how we treat them. Yeah. You know? These are people that gave uh went to serve and give their lives for um our country. And mm-hmm. how dare we not treat them with reverence and the utmost of respect by giving them decent medical care and um, providing them with a home to live and providing them with um, uh, uh, feeling as though they matter and making they can make meaning out of their lives and and um, and feel that love that some people believe is the the concept of god Mm -hmm. yeah instead we would like to make more weapons and send more people send over more overseas to go warriors. and use them. That's yeah. how we treat our warriors. 
Yeah. You throw them away. Disrespect. Mm-hmm. And that's how we keep more consumers, right? That's exactly. a very interesting wow. way of government wow. controlling us. Mm-hmm. This is how we treat our warriors. Right. You don't want to be a warrior unless you're damaged. Yes. If you're damaged, come so with us. Keep consuming. Keep consuming. Keep consuming. And yeah, if you're damaged, then come, come on, with we'll us. We'll take care we'll of you. We'll take care of you. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Hint, hint. Yeah. There's one million of us. I'm being very comical this episode. I just think, you know. You're being, yeah. Well, you're. It's okay. Yeah. No, it's lovely. It's lovely to see you this way. Very lovely. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. It's a little, uh, I don't want to say belligerent, but, you know. Mm. Well, you know. It is I must it is. say I enjoyed <laughs> your drum duet earlier today. Uh, that was really good. I'm, r- I'm really happy to see you Thank drumming you. together and uh, Thank in you. public. You got a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, you were singing the tune of Miserloo Summer, and uh, I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Well, we are the Bayat Beat guys. We are so the Bayat Beat. Hell yeah. So, well, I have another question. Oh, okay. okay. They <laughs> want to end. They want to end. We've gone over an hour. Your grandmother is tired. We've gone over an hour. They're like, this is only supposed to be 36 minutes. I want to put it on the no, air No, that's our average. That's oh, the our air average. conditioning. Yeah, okay. It's, it's warm. That's One more right. question. We're going to okay. end on a happy note. Okay. Okay. I think it'll be happy because I, I think good. we know the answer to this question. Okay. Are we moving away from consumerism? With the minimalist movement and a radical policy change by the youth, by the way, radical mm. policy changes and advocacy for protection of our environment. If the youth stick to their guns. Oops. <laughs> oh, but um, bad metaphor. But, um, right. You mean these guns? Mm. <laughs> no, if, if the youth continue in that direction and are committed Mm-hmm. To these ideas, yeah, we will move away from it. But, but we need to be educated. Yes. In the meantime, people are still consuming a lot. I mean, our our lives are built around that. You go into other countries, um, for instance, uh, you know, where it, like in the Middle East, for instance, right? They may have a big grocery store, right? Like. Albertsons, Vons, Ralphs, that type of thing. And then they'll have the the little outdoor market that we would call a farmer's market, right? Bizarre. The souk, the bazaar, right? And so um and so that can if we incorporate more of that and and if farmers markets are are closer to people within walking distance, things yeah. like that. You know, I I know that in areas where there are um, uh, mostly persons of color, they're going to get um, the worst stores. They're going to get the stores with the worst food. They're not going to get, mm-hmm. you know, the health food store in their community, and they're certainly not going to get a farmer's market. Now, if that is happening and there's a new trend towards that, um, then I am very happy about that, and um, I would I stand corrected. But um, years ago... Um, I know that that was, that was the norm for a lot of my friends, um, uh, at, uh, in seminary who, who had grown up that way, where the local store was not giving them the nutrition that they required. Yeah. And so, um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to answer your question, which is, are we moving towards less of a consumer Society. Are society we, are we moving with the towards, minimalist movement? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the 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 zero waste movement. Yeah. I think that a lot more people are transforming themselves mm-hmm. and by doing so they are saying, Hey, I want to be closer to this concept of God. Um, that God does not want me to be damaging Mother Earth and uh, creating climate the holy change. Holy feminine. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that that gives us hope mm-hmm. and that it's started by younger people 
um, in terms of younger people being the ones who are mostly talking about minimalism out there. And, you know, you just can, I mean, again, you know, it's not like uh, YouTube's paying me to say this, but YouTube has got um, so many videos mm -hmm. out there, zero waste, um, minimalism, tiny homes. And those are, I mean, that's speaking my language, you know, and I'm not like a teenager no. or in my 20s. Yeah. Um, so I You're know 29. I, I know I look it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, but, you know, uh, that speaks my language because that makes me feel closer to the divine. That makes me feel closer to nature if I could live in my tiny home on this big piece of land and create and, and create my own garden, you know, my garden of Eden that mm -hmm. feeds me, right? All my food. And I don't need to go to the grocery store with all those choices, right? Then, yeah, that's moving us away from consumeristic lifestyles. Yes. And yes, moving us away from consumerism. And that's a good thing. That's not... A bad thing now there are corporations who would disagree with me but you know mm -hmm. um but they're in power right and they're they the are in major power and they're the the top uh percentage of our income brackets and they are getting major tax cuts so do i really care what they think no no people listen to your intuition and listen to the rose plant outside your house. Yes. Okay. The rose plant speaking. The rose plant speaking. The ladybug is speaking. The coyote is speaking. And some would argue those are the ancestors too. Mm -hmm. And those speaking roses to happen to have a very nice scent. And they they respond to coffee grounds. So mm -hmm. take your coffee co if there's mm. anything you need to learn is use a reusable right reusable reusable coffee uh what is that thing called filter, filter. coffee filter. filter and then take the grounds and put it in your rose bush and they will grow they will grow tremendously tall taller than you and you will see how little you are exactly and, and the your grand ego scheme will of be things. destroyed so people <laughs> connect to your wild man if you're a man or connect to your wild woman, okay? And or connect to your wild whatever gender. Whatever gender. You are. Whatever. Yes. Be wild. Love nature. Give a rock a hug. Because who hugs trees? <laughs> Anyways, this has been great. We are over an hour in. And Ooh. we are. The, the Bad, Bad Beat! Beat. Good night, Arnold. Good night, Arnold. <laughs> Good night, Arnold. Oh, well, I will you wind up, wind up.